Hey, you pet. Oh, hey, Brian. Hey. God bless America, guys. Oh, look at that. Kim's being topical. Ha! Ha. Well, it's just the three of us, so... (laughs) (laughs) Not much. So, (laughs) you guys sound bored. (laughs) Am now. Yeah. (laughs) Sunday night. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. Uh, Why don't you make us some dinner? I got nothing. Hmm. Chips and cheese? Nope. You don't have anything to snack on? Mm, not really. After the 4th of July celebrations, you got nothing. I got nothing. flaming hot bunions. Nope. That's because we No, you went to other places to eat. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, then the only option when we're all starving late at night on a Sunday night is for me to read books to you instead of eating. Delightful. That's it? Yep, song that's it. Dance. That's the song and dance. <laughs> that's it. So tonight, we are going to read three books by Drock Von Stoller. Or short stories, we should call them. They're short stories. They're flash fictions. Nice. Which is a thing that I'm learning. Yes. Yes, very quick fictions. We're going to read Castle Drock Von Stoller, Humans Can Lick Too, and A Visit from the Greys. Drock Von Stoller's imagination and fascination for the horror genre began when he was a little boy watching his favorite actors such as Vincent Price, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Bela Lugosi on his little black and white television alone in his dark room. Then as Drock became an adult, he decided one day that he would write a short story in the horror genre and let some of his friends read it and see what they thought. This gave Drock the confidence he needed to keep on writing more and more short stories. The rest is history. Drock has now written 186 short stories to date that have been downloaded in 133 countries and more on the way. So, Brian. Yeah. We got Castle Drock Von Stoller. We got Humans Can Lick Too. And A Visit from the Grace. What is our beer tonight? Beer? <laughs> oh, he's not even prepared. You just watched right into it. I don't mean, Well, it's getting late, man. We all yeah, have to go to true. bed at some point. All right. I'm all business right now. We are drinking from Bauhaus Brewery, uh, Stargazer. It's a oh. German-style uh, Schwarz beer. Schwarz? Schwarz beer. <laughs> It sounds delicious, but thanks to the fact that uh, the Four Firkins is no longer around. Yeah. Barely themed. Brian did his so, best. Where'd you get this beer, by the way? Yo, I know. You got it at fucking MGM, didn't you? I uh, did. I had to. God damn. See, this is what our life is like now. Uh, Barely themed beers from giant stores. Thank you very much. I'm sure it'll be delicious. It's it got a, a big head on beer. it. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. I don't have the beer any or the beard anymore, so I don't have to worry about it getting all over my face. It's got a good uh, a good uh, a good bounty, good head. Mm. This one is uh, right kick. in the neighborhood of the uh, studio. Oh, really? Yeah. In the Mipples? M- yep. Minneapolis. In Northeast Minneapolis. Oh, right, right, right. Arts district. Well, then I guess we can do this since I'm all business right now. Brian, how is the studio going? Mm. It's summer. It's slow. That's right. Yeah. Are you doing the art that you planned on doing? Getting there. Are you creating? Getting there? <laughs> I am. Yet. I the there's work that I've done on the computer. Oh, okay. Know, that's you know part of the deal. The process. Part of the process. Yep. The artistic process. So, <laughs> I take it that the uh, 
that so you guys are pretty much just closed shop for the summer. Well, we yeah, we've been there, but you know, just a few people trickle in. Oh, so people still wander in and stuff every once in a yeah, while? Yeah, a few people have. Yeah. So are you guys working in there? Like, is Mark yeah. working in there? And I was in there working and mm. stuff, yeah. Mark was there um, yesterday Okay. Uh, by himself. He was doing lawyer stuff. Oh, he's using it as an office, he too. Was, because he was using it, you know, he had a prep for some arb or something like that that he has to do. you got to tell him he's ruining the, the creative vibe of the studio environment. By bringing business. Yeah, it's fine. Shuffling papers. It's and, fine. All right. What about John and everybody else? Everybody? John, uh, he's out in the Badlands right now. Oh, is he really? And Cynthia, I'm not. I think she had something going on with her family this weekend. So. Speaking of this weekend, Kim, what did you do with your weekend? Since we, you can speak for Brian as well. It was a Billadu extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So what did you guys wind up doing? It's the whole 4th of July. Thing. We you and Chad were, and me up, we were having our little mini crisis because an author pulled out the last second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was chatting with you guys. And then I was thinking, aren't they somewhere right now? Aren't they with family? Are you chatting with me while you've got family? We did uh, Brian's younger brother last night. It was fun. Yep. He had us over again, second year in the in a row. He smoked uh, a pork shoulder and butt. <laughs> butt. It comes together. And his four-year-old was all about saying butt. Shoulder butt. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I imagine those look like the, the most awkwardly shaped cuts of meat. It was delicious. Shoulder and it butt. was delicious. Was it's it? just basically, it's just that, well, I can't visually... Mm-hmm. Show to our listeners, but <laughs> but the hand it's just a we're using were pretty hunk helpful. of meat, a succulent hunk of meat. Oh, it was, it good. was great! It was really good. Mm-hmm. He smoked it, and he smoked it. He right? smoked mm-hmm. it. He's got one of those smokers. You know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And then Brian and his brother, uh, they did the fireworks display again this year. Minnesota See, that sounds legal. Fun. Minnesota legal. Yeah. Yes. You went to Costco. Uh, Sam's, Sam's, Sam's Club. Sam's Pretty Club. much the yes. same. Sam's Club yep, bought sure. a little uh, box of it. And the best part of it is knowing what the names of the names of it. Yeah, so I'd is. have to introduce each name <laughs> before I let it. Yep. The Cherry Dazzler. Yes. You light it. It is. It's, uh, it's very funny. Last year, I you know, they tamed the names down this year. Oh, but last year they had some like hilarious names like Golden Shower. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. And what were some of the other ones? I mean, we're it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> I bet you there's like like the the makers of fireworks that were doing in the Middle East in the United States before were just like, yeah, we're this is all illegal. Yeah. So this one's gonna be called like right. the, the fat phallus and right. yeah. it's all butt fucking. Right. It's all but gonna be like you know, now sexual it's all, innuendo. Yeah, but now it's all mainstream. I'm sure those guys are bitter. Like, I can't call anything a golden shower anymore because since Costco won't buy Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all pissed <laughs> off. So you did that. That was so nice. So we did that. Today we went out to his older brother's uh, new lake place that they bought yep. in Minnesota on Rice Lake. They were working hard, and we did not volunteer to help. Nope, you should. We, You're a guest. Yep. Well, they looked like they needed a rest by the time we got there. So. Yeah, they'd oh, been working sure. hard. Sure. So we barbecued a little bit, had some beers. Mm. We're mesmerized do you have by any the more, uh, Do you have any more uh, pig's phalluses, pig's butts? No. Nope. No? No. Nope. What did you barbecue? Just Burger hamburgers? and brats. Burgers and brats. That's the reason why their place is not going to be nearly as popular yeah. as Todd's. And not going to be nearly as popular. Because yeah. it doesn't have the exotic cuts. They were Johnsonville brats, so then I made the yeah. joke. Gene Billadu's cooking Johnsonville brats! Johnsonville brats! Because we were on a lake. And then someone across the lake goes, shut up! Yeah. 
<laughs> and then all the pontoons came over. Did they come to, over? Yeah. yeah. And all the yeah. people in their paddle boats. Yeah. Like they spent exactly. the next half hour trying Looking to get for over some brats. Yeah. Yeah. They're all sweaty, like, I am so tired. Yeah. But I heard you have Johnsonville brats. <laughs> yeah. Big old flock of pelicans, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming and taking them all yeah. off the grill. Emily, how about you? I stayed at home. I'm watching Parks and Rec all the way through again. Kim told me about that. Yeah. That you've got the last season sitting on the table, but T-mode. you won't touch it yet till you've uh, till you've visited the entire catalog. I oh, it's it. been bothering me. I love it too much. I don't want it to end. Eh, the show's all right. But on Friday, <laughs> Brian and Emily went to the zoo. Oh yeah, yeah. We oh spent yeah. Spent a day at the zoo. How yep. was that? That was, was fun. super fun. There was yeah. the real zoo, the Minnesota yeah. Zoo, oh, where yeah. the animals are treated with a little bit more dignity. Yeah, yeah. They have the Russia's Grizzly Coast. And I got to see some cute otters. Oh, and they got to get fed. They were sea otters. otters. They were yeah. big. They were big. And speaking of big, there was a bear. Yeah, the grizzly. It was humongous. It was. It, it was a bear? Giant. Yeah. A really? Russian a grizzly bear. bear. Like a Russian grizzly? Whoa. How big? Like humongous. bigger than a cat? Uh, just his head was probably. The size of my size torso. Of your torso. Twice as, yeah. Almost twice as big as And you've your got torso. a long torso. I got a big long torso. Yeah, you've got the long torso. I got a sausage body and I've ever legs. seen. Yeah. This thing stood up and it was. It like, stood up? Yeah, it was swimming around in the water and then it stood up and went. And then it fell. Wow. Did it towel off? Did it look kind of hot? It shook. Yeah. What was really funny is it was kind of going back and forth in the water, and then all of a sudden it was just kind of sitting up. And then all of a sudden you saw him reaching, Mm -hmm. and he had his, his feet. He was holding his He's feet. playing his around. Feet. His feet. Oh, that's yeah, his feet so were cute. all the water. And it this was big, powerful great. thing is yeah. moving around all cute. That's adorable. Yeah. Aww. Did you get to... Uh, oh, they don't have beluga whales anymore, no, do they? That was the one so thing sad. as a kid that no. I loved like crazy I love there. beluga. They're my favorite. But they had the um, monk seals. From mm-hmm. Hawaii. They're endangered. They're highly endangered. Wow. And they're, really? they're from Hawaii, but they're, they're big seals. Yeah. They are the only facility in the world that has really them on these display. seals on Holy display. Crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do they look? And they're highly they regulated. They're big, and a lot big. of them are blind. That's yeah, sad. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they blind? I don't know. Because they're drying out. And mm. and most seals are are you know they kind of group together and whatnot. Yeah. And right. the reason why. These ones got the name monk seals is because they're loners. They're oh, they don't group together? Really? Yeah. Weird. Why would you say they're celibate? Because they're monks. Oh, my God. <laughs> they make beers, but they don't drink them. <laughs> and they write a lot and draw on the sides of the pages and stuff. Yeah. They're Caleb. Nice. <laughs> Caleb, yeah. What? Celeb. <laughs> No, I know that, but why is that part of it? You know, I had to write to the lady. It was a callback. In our no, last episode. No, why is he a monk? I don't understand. Why did Caleb come up for no reason? Because you just wanted to hear him say celeb again? Because I said he was celibate. The guy was sexless. Oh, I understand. He was celibate. No, I had to write to that lady. The story we read is up and it's available and you can listen to it here. And I said we had a really fun time reading it and I hope that you uh, enjoy listening to it too. And I said, uh, I'm really sorry about the whole Caleb thing. (laughs) Never heard back from her. So I'm hoping she's not totally offended when she's listening to me just destroy a basic character's name. Which I looked it up because you yelled at me saying it's a totally normal name. It is. Why can't you say it? It's like on the top 100. I know. And I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, it is a pretty average name. A lot of people name their kids Caleb. But I want to say Celeb. (laughs) If it's not spelled like Caesar or something, where it's like, okay, now this is Caleb. Like, I, all right. What? So, look. <gasps> don't. 
How about you, Pat? How was your weekend? Yeah. Uh, basically spent my weekend with an old friend of mine who flew in from Washington, D.C. She has a friend that has multiple brain tumors oh, that are being operated on this week, or one was operated on this week. And so she says, hey, I'm going to be in town. And I'm like, and then she told me why. And I'm like, oh, geez. Well, yeah, too bad I can't see you then. She's like, nah, we'll still make time to hang oh. out. <laughs> And so then we get together, she shows me pictures of this poor woman, because she's come out of the operation, and they've removed one tumor, the nerves have been cut off in the side of her head so that her eye won't water, so her eye is stinging, and she's in a lot of pain, so she's wearing an eye patch, and then because of the operation, they comb all the hair away from the side of her head that was operated on, so she looks like this giant comb over, like, uh, uh, what's his name, the millionaire, Trump. Yep. So, yeah, so then she took a picture of her, and half of her face is slumped down because it's like having a stroke where it's, like, hanging. But, um, so this woman looks, looks, in the photo, looks so sad and so unhappy and so miserable, and she's like, I know I look like a horrible person that I took this photo, but she was laughing. She wanted me to take the photo, (laughs) but you can't tell she's laughing because her face looks so upset. (laughs) She can't smile. So she's wearing an eye patch with a comb over, and she has this unhappy look on her face, but apparently she's like, take my picture. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, for the 4th of July, I was supposed to go to a friend's cabin, but I just really wasn't in the mood to sleep in another person's house because yeah. I'm 41 years old. I know. I don't sleep at other people's homes. Yeah. I want to go to bed my own bed. It's not like the old days where you'd sleep anywhere. Yeah. And so um, I then I was just like, I think I might just stay home. And then my friend Ronnie was saying, well, we should get together. There's a party going on in my neighborhood and we got to hang out with these people and you're going to meet ladies. And I was like, no, I think I don't want to drive all the way. Old. I'm just going to hang out. There were a lot of cops out. I'm, yeah, I would figure too. There especially were a lot. Around. Yeah, even when we came home at nine thirty, there were tons of cops out. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of their thing. That's what they do. They'll mm-hmm. scoop you up when you've had a little too much, too much fun. Yep. Uh, oh, but then Ronnie called me this morning to tell me you missed your chance, man. Oh. And I'm like, why? And he goes, the place was crawling with women. And I go, oh, well, that's okay. I'm not really. I don't really care about dating or anything right now. And he's like, I had a great, he just interrupts me, I had a great night. <laughs> and I go, why? And he goes, I wound up waking up on my kitchen floor next to the to the garbage can. And I go, what? And he goes, we kept going to the party, and we went to a bar nearby, and we bounced back and forth all night. And then when the bar closed, we go back to the party again, and they had this. They still had the punch bowl, so we were drinking the punch. And I go, you never do stuff like just wake up on your kitchen floor next to a garbage can. I'm like... Did you ever think anything was weird about the punch bowl? Because he was saying, like, it's kind of weird. I haven't partied like that since I was in high school. And I was like, did you drink a lot? He's like, I don't remember drinking that much where I should be passing out on the floor. But anyways, great night, man. I'm like, <laughs> let's talk about this punch bowl. What what was going on there? And I'm like, do you think anyone like, I mean, it's just a punch bowl. You can pour any, I can spit right. in it if I want yeah. to. And he goes, there was a guy that was hanging out next to the punch bowl. And he was just holding one beer and just sat there the whole time watching everyone. But it didn't seem like he was like friends with anyone or chatting he was just sort of sitting there by himself and i go but you still drank it <laughs> he goes yeah <laughs> and like so like as you're drinking you're like what's in this it's, you're like well, I, anything magic and wonder and he's like i don't know if i trust that what's <laughs> you know what's in there roofies. america yeah totally roofies yeah, yeah a whole lot of america so was, uh, so yeah, he he thinks it's a good night when somebody spiked the punch bowl with god knows what and he uh passed out Woke up on the garbage can in the kitchen. kitchen floor. Yeah, couldn't make oh, his own man. bed. But he thinks that was a good night. <laughs> right on, And he Ronnie. said, I missed out. Well, that's it for that. Wow. Let's move on to the story. All right, so the first story we're going to read is Castle Drock von Stoller by Drock von Stoller. 
Off in a distance stood a dark, desolate castle in northwestern Ireland, full of mystery and macabre, known as Castle Drakvon Stoller. Anyone that would dare talk bad about the castle would later come up missing without a trace. Costume parties were held at the castle where ballroom dancing would also take place. Legend has it that Count Drakvon Stoller impaled the great wizard Esteban, and just as the Count was about to sink his teeth into the wizard's neck, the wizard pulled out his magic wand out of his cloak, and a beam of light shot through the wand into the mirror standing in the corner. Esteban the wizard said as he was gasping his last breath on the impaling stake, Count! For what you've done to me, I curse you <laughs> in the mirror where you remain all eternity unless you can find 13 virgin maidens and pale them and suck every drop of their precious blood from their bodies. <laughs> if you fail, the mirror will be your final resting place. You only have one chance to lift the curse. As Esteban's eyes were closing, a beam of light shone through the mirror and surrounded the Count. No matter how hard the Count tried to free himself, the curse was too strong. Eventually, the Count Drak von Stoller gave in and the mirror pulled the Count inside, never to be heard from again for over 300 years. 300 years later, an aspiring artist by the name of... Depaccio was looking for a quiet place that was far away from the townspeople with his many acres of land. Depaccio needed a place that would enhance his artistic abilities, where he could shine with such great artists as Leonardo da Vinci and Depaccio. You were going to say DiCaprio. I know, I was really <laughs> close. And I love that I said Depaccio and everyone just, well, yeah. Emily laughed a little. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the name. You don't think that's how it's pronounced? Well, there's no I before the O at the end, so it wouldn't be Depaccio. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you pronounce oh, it? God. If it's not Depaccio, then what is it? Diaperco. No, there is no De R. Depeco. Depeco. Oh, Depeco. Depeco would be the name. Depeco's dream had always been to live in a castle and paint beautiful scenery. Depeco decided, if I'm not going to make this happen, I'll need to sell off everything I own, even my most valuable paintings. Depeco decided before he took that step, he needed to find out if there was such a castle, and if so, could he afford it? Depeco spent a week searching the globe until finally he found a castle that was for sale in Ireland. Depeco couldn't believe the price that they were asking for the castle. Five hundred thousand thousand dollars? Yeah. Look at me being bad with numbers. Mm -hmm. It was a steal! So he called the realtor on the phone. Is this a Mr. Printer? Said Depeco. No! Said the realtor. It is a bit run down and no one has lived in it for about 300 years <laughs> after the owner, Count von Stoller, went missing. None of the living relatives to the castle wanted it because of its evil past. That is just a nonsense, said Depeco. Let me tell you a story before you brush it off as nonsense, said the realtor. Legend has it that Count von Drog von Stoller was a vampire that liked to impale his victims while they were on a stake dying. The Count would suck every drop of blood from their neck. The Count was the fiercest vampire ever known, and no one dared keep his company if they knew what was best for them. But the Count had powers beyond our imagination that helped him lure innocent victims to the castle only to meet 
You got like a whole nother paragraph. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Finally, another legend is that the Count was in battle with a great wizard named Estevan. During their battle, the Count overpowered the wizard and impaled him. Just as the Count was about to sink his fangs into the wizard's neck, the wizard reached into his cloak and pulled out his magic wand, like Brian does, pointing it at the mirror and put a spell on it. As the wizard was gasping for his last breath, the wizard said... What the hell? Who's the wizard? It's you. It's Brian. You're oh, the one. The wizard said... Count Drac von Stoller, you may have defeated me in battle, but I have the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nice little uh, flourish you put in. <laughs> Hope you can enjoy your new home in the mirror. Then a beam of light shone through the mirror with a force so strong, not even the Count had enough power or strength <laughs> to free himself from its grasp. The Count eventually lost the battle with the mirror and was sucked into it, never to be heard from for over 300 years. The only way the Count could break the curse is to have someone willing to give their soul to the Count. Then the Count would appear through the mirror and give orders for whosoever graces his presence. Bring the Count thirteen virgin maidens to be impaled and drained of their blood. The Count <laughs> can leave the mirror for the impaling of each virgin maiden once a day for 13 days. <coughs> then, if these demands are met, then he will be freed from the mirror. First of all, nice Irish accent. Second of all, the most annoying... <laughs> <laughs> realtor I've ever heard in my life. If I had to hear a realtor talk like that, I would go insane. <laughs> oh, God. So, oh. Pat goes next. I know. Can okay. you grab me a Kleenex? <laughs> <laughs> I know, Kim was on a great uh, yeah, roll there. That was, that was really amazing. Good. Oh, my God. This, by far, is the silliest story I think I've ever heard in my life. Said DePecchio. I'll tell you. I don't that. know. <laughs> Is it DePeco? Is that what DePeco. you agreed on? Okay. But I don't know. I suck at names. I'm thinking Pinocchio with the way yeah, you're exactly. talking. Go ahead. I'll tell you what. Since you can only come up with $250,000, and I see how badly you want to like or how badly you would like to have this place as your painting haven, it's yours. Said the realtor. This is a, like a dream come true. I'll have enough money to left over to hopefully restore the castle back to the way it once was. The castle? The castle. De signed all the appropriate documents and handed over the money to the realtor, took the keys and the deed. This 
this castle is officially yours. Good luck. May peace be with you all the days in the castle. Depeco was so excited about owning his own castle. This was such a dream come true. Depeco could finally paint the type of paintings he desired to. As Depeco finished moving everything in the cellar, he approached the cursed mirror and removed the black cover from it. He stepped back from it, amazed at the workmanship that was put into the frame that the mirror was in. Depeco went to the utility closet to get some cleaner for the mirror and polished until its beauty was shining through. It was getting late when all of a sudden a voice was calling out to Depeco. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Depeco thought he was just imagining things. And as he was gathering his cleaning supplies, the voice was even louder. Depeco, come to the mirror. <laughs> I have something to tell you. Depeco said, This is crazy, talking a mirror. Depeco slowly turned around and couldn't believe he s- what he saw in the mirror. Oh my God, it's a true about it, a curse. There in the mirror was Count Drac von Stoller, trapped in the mirror for over 300 years. DePeco said, I thought it was a, some kind of a joke. I love how you do hand gestures. I have to. <laughs> it has to go with it. The Count said, No, DePeco, this is no joke. I am the Count Drac von Stoller, and I need you to set me free so we can conquer the world together. All you have to do is go into town and find 13 virgin maidens so the curse can be lifted, and you will receive the highest reward as my lead vampire. Each maiden must be brought back to the castle before midnight, only one per day, for 13 days, in order for the curse to be lifted. And then I can walk free amongst the living. DePaco, if you do this... For me, the reward will be great. There's no time to waste. Now go out and find me a maiden. DePeco did as the Count instructed him to do every day. DePeco brought the Count a virgin maiden for 13 days, and the Count impaled each and every one before he sucked the blood from their necks. On the 13th day, the Count stepped out of the mirror and said, DePeco, you did well. Now when you wake in the morning... You will be my lead vampire, as I promised. Now get some rest, and I'll see you in the morning. DePeco got some rest, and as he woke in the morning, he rose out of bed and went over to the mirror to see if he changed, but saw no reflection in the mirror. He said to himself, What the hell has happened to me? He couldn't even remember his name or where he came from. Then a knock on the door. Nick, are you awake? said the Count. Nick answered, Yes, who are you? The voice replied, Count Drac von Stoller, I've come to tell you there's a meeting down in the cellar that your presence is needed. Nick followed Count Drac von Stoller down to the cellar. As they were walking toward the cellar, Nick said, Count, I feel a thirsty, and the first thing that comes to mind is a blood. The Count replied, Blood? Well, as soon as we're in the cellar, everyone in the meeting will get a tall glass of blood and we'll all celebrate the birth of the most feared vampire army on the face of the earth. Now that everyone is here, I would like to introduce each member of the Count Drac von Stoller's army of vampires. The newest member 
And the reason we're all together is because of Nick Mondrell. If he wouldn't have brought these beautiful maidens to me, then this would not be possible. So now I propose to a toast to Nick. Raise your glasses of blood, everyone. May, May our, our army of the vampires prosper and rise to take control of the whole earth. Everyone raised their glasses of blood and drank up. Now let me introduce the rest of the vampires to my right. Rachel, Mirandia, Isabella, Kali, Lamia, Lilith, Buta, Chidipe, Cheryl, Pontiac, Asuma, Sivateto, and... Sukiyan. The Count said that he researched the most feared female vampires, and when the thirteen maidens were transformed into vampires, the Count gave them all the names and powers that these vampires possess when they reigned over their country during their time period. We have been called to this meeting because we are going to do something no other vampires have ever done before us, and that is... We'll take over the Earth in 666 days. In the past, vampires were feared, but not enough to threaten the extinction of the human race. Vampires seek out humans at night for their blood, sucking every drop of blood, resulting in their death. Then, the vampire returns to their place of rest, a coffin, and sleeps during the day. And then the cycle starts all over again and again. By becoming an army of vampires, we are going to inflict each human with our blood just enough to make them a vampire. And they will proceed in spreading the vampire's curse until each and every human being on this earth becomes one of us. Then our deed is done. And we can celebrate a victory for the Prince of Darkness, said Drock von Stoller. I've waited a long time for this, and I will be the King of Darkness and rule the Earth, said Count Drock von Stoller. My plan is to take over Northwestern Ireland first. Then we'll branch out into East and Southern parts of Europe and once we've transformed every human being there into vampires, we will take over one continent at a time until the whole Earth is a vampire world. Just as planned, Count Drock von Stoller's army of vampires were able to take over the whole world in 666 days. And the Count was crowned King of the Vampires! No more would the Count have to be imprisoned in a mirror for all eternity, and Nick Mundrell was living the dream as he had always wanted for so many years, but couldn't achieve it until he met up with Count Drock von Stoller and formed the most notorious blood-sucking and bailing vampire army there ever was. Nick eventually married Isabella, and the Count gave Castle Drock von Stoller as a wedding gift to Nick and Isabella to raise their vampire babies to be heirs to continue their legacy. The Count went on to build a new castle with a vampire training school so younger vampires would learn the history of how vampires came about and what it took to conquer the human's world.
Well, there you go. All right, I'm all business, so we're moving on to the next story. This next story is Humans Can Lick Too. It was Kathy's parents' anniversary, and they planned a weekend getaway, leaving Kathy all alone with her dog. Kathy didn't like being left alone, but she knew her parents had been planning this trip for a long time and didn't want to spoil it for them. Kathy was unaware that an inmate escaped from the local jail for attempted murder. She hugged her parents, and they drove off to their destination. Kathy closed the front door and picked up her dog and sat down on the couch to watch a movie. The mood was set for a scary night. For Kathy, a storm was approaching, and the inmate found his way to her house. As the thunder and lightning got intense, Kathy held her dog tight in her arms, shaking like a leaf. Moments later, Kathy dozed off on the couch, and her dog heard a noise and decided to investigate. Kathy finally woke up about an hour later, only to find her dog was no longer in her arms. She called out to her dog, but was too tired to go all over the house searching for him. She decided to turn in for the night and left her bedroom door ajar so the dog would crawl in under her bed and she would feel safe. A few hours later, Kathy awoke from a dripping noise. So she went into the kitchen and checked the faucet to see if it was dripping. And it was, so she shut it off. And returned to bed, and reached down to feel her dog lick her hands so she would feel at ease. She fell back asleep with the dripping noise started up again. This time, she thought the dripping was coming from her parents' bedroom. So once again, she turned the faucet off and returned back to bed, reaching down to be licked once again on her hand by her dog. Again, the dripping noise started, and this time she thought the dripping was coming from her bathroom. She checked the sink. No dripping. Then she opened the shower curtain and got the shock of her life. There, hanging by a cord from the shower head, was her dog, dead as dead can be, with a note that read, Humans can lick too. Kathy screamed as she ran toward the front door to escape. The inmate grabbed her and stabbed her to death. Kathy had a good reason to be scared. Being left all alone in the house without her parents to keep her safe from the evil that was lurking outside the house. If only they never would have taken that long-awaited trip, Kathy might still be alive. Ooh. I know, short and quick, but uh, gets to the point. Gets to the heart of evil. Next up, A Visit from the Greys by Drock Von Stoller. Billy was always curious about the lights in the sky, but he didn't think much about them until June 14, 1963. One night, on his dad's farm, he saw the lights behind the barn. Billy, being the curious type, put on his cowboy boots, hat, and the Lone Ranger holster, ready to take the outlaws in. <clears throat> Beer burp. Billy was only ten years old and didn't realize that the lights he saw were something he should have told his parents about. I'm not afraid of any varmint. I'll capture those varmints and take them to my daddy. Then I'll be a hero. <laughs> Are you gonna be okay? That was good. Yeah. <clears throat> Billy opened his bedroom window and climbed down the tree. He softly called for his dog, Trigger, to come along in case these varmints were hostile. Now, Trigger, be very quiet. We want to sneak up behind these varmints, tie them up with my lasso, and bring them to my dad alive. Billy and Trigger made their way to the side of the barn unnoticed. All of a sudden, Trigger ran behind the barn and began barking at the intruders. Billy, oh, Brian, ran after them, calling out his name. When he reached the back of the barn, Billy froze. He heard Trigger yelp, Brian. Nope. <laughs> and a beam of light came down <laughs> from the sky. In a blink of an eye, Trigger was gone. What have you done to Trigger? Billy cried desperately. Who are you? 
are you from? There was no answer. Billy realized that the lights he saw behind the barn were more than just lights. It was a silver disc that was being flown by gray-colored creatures about four and a half feet tall. You just wait until my daddy finds out about this. Billy yelled to the creatures. He tried to move, but he couldn't. There was some sort of force field around his body that kept him in place. The two aliens got out of the craft and approached Billy. They escorted him to the ship with plans to experiment on him. One of the aliens pointed a device at Billy, and a beam of light encased his entire body. As the alien slowly raised the device, Billy's body levitated off the ground and slowly turned to a horizontal position. The two gray aliens approached Billy and pulled out some silver instruments. They pierced his body and extracted fluid from his spine and other areas. Billy tried to cry out. You're hurting me. But no words came out of his mouth. He was paralyzed while the two gray aliens experimented on him. When the aliens were finished, they lowered Billy back down to the floor of the spaceship. A bright light inside the spaceship flashed for a brief second, and the next moment Billy was lying on his bed with no recollection of what had just happened. Billy felt really tired and weak, so he slipped into his pajamas and quickly fell to sleep. The next morning, Billy went downstairs to get some breakfast before school. His parents asked him if he had noticed anything strange last night. No, replied Billy. I just remembered I was feeling tired and weak. Who's going to be the mom, Kim? Be a mom <laughs> that has a problem with smoking weed. You do it too much, but you don't want anyone to know. But you've got weed voice, but you're trying really hard to hide weed voice. Your father went looking for a trigger, but there's no sign of him anywhere. His mother said in a worried tone. Nope, 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 that's me. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Where do you think he went? Billy asked. The farm has a lot of wooded areas. Trigger is probably chasing a rabbit or some other animal. And will probably show up soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good trying to hide your weed smoking voice. That That turned out pretty good for you. His mother replied as Billy's father, Jack, came back in the house. Hey, Billy. That's <laughs> <laughs> quite a cast of characters. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that. He said, Were you outside playing around the barn last night? No, why do you ask? Well, I was looking for Traeger, and I ran across your Lone Ranger holster behind the barn. There's a large bird spot on the ground beside it. You weren't playing around with matches, were you? No, Daddy, I wasn't. Jack paused for a moment and said, Something strange is going on around here. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. He got on the telephone and called the sheriff's office to see if his good friend, Sheriff Thompson, would come out and take a look behind the barn. Shortly after, the sheriff and his deputy arrived and began to investigate the mysterious burnt spot. Looks like an alien spaceship landed behind your barn. Sheriff Thompson said with a chuckle, They were probably grilling some steaks, and the grill tipped over, burning your grass. Then the aliens drank a few beers, put the fire out with their space boots, and left. Jack laughed at the sheriff's joke. Maybe I'm making something out of this and nothing. He said, Sorry to call you all the way out here for nothing. Oh, don't worry about it, Jack. We'll be seeing you. Sheriff Thompson said, Oh, by the way, keep me posted if those beer-drinking aliens come back and grill out and we'll bring some hot dogs. The sheriff and his deputies sped off and Jack went back to the house. He sat down at the table and said, 
I think there is more to this spot behind the barn than the Sheriff Thompson may ought to be. And what do you think? Well, from what I'm hearing, you pretty much have your mind made up about the spot. Maybe something strange did happen back there. Have you found Trigger yet? No, honey, I haven't. It's not the first time the Trigger has been gone. Sometimes he wanders off for days. I think I'll call Tom to look into this further. He's a UFO buff. And this will make him feel important and give him something to talk about. Billy chimed in. Dad, do you think I can tag along and be his reporter? I can take down notes. Sure, he replied. That sounds like a good idea. I think I'll go ahead and call Tom and see if he'll come out on out and take a look after you get home from school. God, I love this voice. <laughs> oh, my God. You have got to remember this voice for uh, later. That is amazing. I don't know where it's Even when you from. screw up yeah. and you correct yourself, it just sounds like that's... <laughs> yeah, you just crabby. I don't care. Yeah, it's like he's just doing it. Ah, oh, fuck God. off. Tom eagerly accepted the offer and came out to investigate. He packed his camera, a radiation tester, and test tubes and headed out. He arrived right on time and followed Jack back to the barn and said, Hey! Really hope you had a visit from the Greys. Jack looked confused. What do you mean, Greys? Greys are the most popular species of aliens and have visited our planet. There are over 50 identified species that we are aware of from top secret documents that have been leaked out over the years. Jack had a look of skepticism and disbelief on his face. But he left Tom to do his work. Just give me a call if you find something and when your lab results get back. Jack said. Sure thing. You'll be the first to know. If I discover real evidence of extraterrestrial visitors from another planet landing on Jack's farm, I'll be the envy of all UFOlogists in the world. Oh, God, that was good. You two are stealing the night. Mind you, your frog voice is fantastic. Thanks. You're just not getting enough airtime is your problem. About a week later, Jack finally got a phone call from Tom. What did you find, Tom? Well, after testing the soil, there were high levels of radiation, and there were three circular indentations in the ground. This leads me to believe that some sort of unidentified object landed on this spot and is responsible for the burned mark. With your permission, I'd like to show this to some of my most trusted colleagues that are well-known in their field. That sounds good to me, Jack said, still in a little bit of shock. Jack, if this evidence turns out to be of unknown origin, your life will be changed forever. Is your family up to this? Sure. We could always use a little bit of tourism in this town. There's something I want you to guard with your life and... Don't let anyone know you have it, even your wife or Billy. 
What is it? I don't know for sure, but it looks like possibly some kind of alien probe that was left behind. I'm afraid if I show it to even my fellow ufologists, word will spread. People will stop at nothing to have something like this. Keep it locked up and don't bring it out until I say it's safe. Don't worry, Tom. Jack said with a chuckle. I'll keep it locked up. It's just a stick of metal. Good luck and keep me updated on your findings. Thank you. I'll call you in the morning after I talk to my colleagues. <laughs> you guys make no pauses between each other's lines. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's fine. I love it. I love listening. It's almost like a... It's just like a, so hard to not laugh. It's like a battle between yeah. these two voices, basically. <laughs> Kim's doing this like, I'll call you tomorrow. And Brian's like, fine, I don't care. Jack's life was about to take a turn for the worse. The alien probe was more deadly than it appeared. It was a death ray that the aliens used to vaporize any living creature into thin air. Tom should have left the probe where he found it, because the aliens were back on their way to retrieve this object at any cost. If humans could figure out how to operate this device and it got into the wrong hands, someone could annihilate the entire human race. Jack did as Tom instructed him. He put the object in his wall safe. The next morning, Tom was so excited by the findings that he went straight to the phone to call Jack. Jack, this is Tom, and the results are in from the investigation. My colleagues agreed that the high levels of radiation and circular indentations indicate a visit from any extraterrestrial being. Tom went over the results in detail and made another request. You need to bring the probe I gave you. In order to be 100% sure that it is extraterrestrial, we'll need to run tests on it. I need you to bring the object to this address for further analysis. This will be the last piece of proof we need. Meet me around 11 tonight. Why so late? (laughs) (laughs) Jack asked... A good friend of mine who uh, has agreed to help us out, and that is the soonest he's available. Don't be late. Don't worry, I'll be there. Jack showed up at 11 o'clock on the dot and handed over the object. After a careful analysis, Tom's technician friend concluded that the object was of unknown origin. There are some markings on the object that look like hieroglyphs. It's definitely like uh, nothing I've seen. No, no good, man. That's lame as hell. I hate it when I got to create a new voice. You got to try and not be so, like, southern about mm. it, but, like, focus on the Australian. Think about the guy on, the, on Ancient Ale. You sounded, yeah, like, Australian know. a little I bit. I know a little bit. So that that's my good. attempt at sounding Boston. And then it that's went, my problem. No. Just make your A's really mm. hard. How about if I sang it? <gasps> what if I sang it? <laughs> we'll just try it out. <clears throat> There are some markings on the object that look like hieroglyphs. It's definitely not like something I've seen on Earth. He said as he examined the object closely. They thanked him for his time, and Tom instructed Jack to lock the object away again. I'll be releasing my findings to the local press. Prepare yourself! As soon as the press got the news, it was on the front page of the paper and the top story of every news station. The townspeople didn't waste any time driving by Jack's farm at night in hopes that the UFO would come back and they would get a glimpse of a gray alien. 
Little did they know, the Greys were on their way back for the Death Ray. When Trigger bit one of the alien's arms, it dropped the device. The other aliens wasted no time vaporizing Trigger. They forgot to pick up its device again. A few nights later, the alien spacecraft landed behind the barn undetected. The gray aliens got out and shined a bright light on the ground in search of the death ray. When they could not find it, they decided to pay Jack a visit and retrieve their property. Jack and Tom... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> hey, wait, can I ask a question first? Go ahead. Can I get some background for my alien voice? Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. Your alien voice is... In charge. I think it's in charge. Of course it's in charge. Okay. It's authoritative. Mm-hmm. It's a person, it's a, it's a being that's coming... high-ranking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're coming down to a lesser culture, so you got to be a little condescending. Con- very condescending. A little snotty. Yeah, a little yeah, yeah. Bit, but not overly snotty. Like a little bit like Snape. That is a great fucking idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to sound like my frog the voice, The snottiness though. and everything yeah. is inherent in Snape's voice. I know. What are you doing here? You will be schooled here. That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, God, okay. All right. Yeah. Jack and Tom were playing cards at the kitchen table when the door to the kitchen opened. Before their eyes were the same two aliens that landed several nights before. Jack and Tom's jaws dropped, and they looked at each other bewildered. They were both frozen. The only way the aliens could communicate with humans was through telepathy. They said... The reason we have come back to your planet is to take back what is ours. Our device was left behind when an animal attacked one of us, causing the animal to be vaporized. We immediately boarded our ship and went back to our planet called Zentar. Awesome. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad. That was a fantastic <laughs> Snape. Yeah. I love that this alien comes out with long black hair. Look, look, we're coming back to yeah, this. Yeah, I'll you see. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Tom felt himself fill up with rage. He wasn't about to let those aliens take back the death ray. All Tom could see was dollar signs and all the fame that could have been his. He glanced over at the wall next to the table. He noticed that Jack had a set of samurai swords mounted on the wall. Tom inched over and gently took one off the wall. He put the sword behind his back and slowly walked up behind the alien that was pulling the death ray out of Jack's safe. With a great deal of force, Tom swung the sword at the alien's head, and it flew off his shoulders. The other alien whirled around and saw what had happened. He pointed his death ray at Tom and was instantly vaporized. Then the alien disappeared into thin air. Jack ran outside and saw a bright light just over the hill next to the barn. He saw the craft hover over the barn, and in seconds the spacecraft was gone. All Jack could do now was tell the newspaper his wild alien story. But he knew no one would believe him. He would be the laughing stock of the town. Jack kept repeating to himself, No, Tom! No death ray, no story. He ran to Tom's car anyway to try to find any remaining evidence, but the car had disappeared. Jack had turned back and headed inside. He tried to force himself to sleep. As the days and weeks went by, no more onlookers came by and the press had no interest in what Jack had to say about little gray aliens. Tom went on the missing persons list and no sign of trigger was ever found. So Jack tried his best to go on with his life. About ten years later, Jack died and the little gray alien story was buried with him. Billy recently got married and became a ufologist and decided to look into what Jack and Tom had discovered so long ago. However, with no hard evidence, he just kept his findings in his scrapbook. Underneath his bed, alongside the memories of his father he so loved. Woo! Woo! 
Nice. We got through three stories. Um, I'm going to go around the table. Brian. Yeah. What was your favorite one? Oh, for sure, this last one. The aliens. Yes, the aliens. Yeah. Because like I got it. to, like, stretch my artistic wings. Exactly. Your voice was fucking fantastic. I've never seen you in your <laughs> finest form until I saw you now. I hope that when you die, we can put a recording of this voice on your gravestone. So people will walk up, they'll press a button, and you'll hear Brian go, Get off my gravestone! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a good clip where he goes... What is it? <laughs> That'd be a good one. What are you doing behind the shed? Yeah. <laughs> so Brian did an amazing voice on that. So you like the aliens? That ties into the Art Bell, July yes. 20th. He's coming I'm back, so man. So looking forward to that. I know, so am I. That's just going to be a night where I just... Uh, tin foil. Tin probably foil lasts for about two weeks, and then he'll... Yeah, he'll quit again. Implode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll implode. <laughs> Kim, your favorite story. The liquor. The I like the licking under no, the Oh, the licking, oh, yeah. That was yeah. very creepy. Humans can lick too, man. They can. Not just dogs. And I don't like it. But oh, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, your skin was crawling a little bit. I saw you kind of squirming over there uh-huh. when you were reading that part. Yeah. Uh-huh. Emily? That was my favorite one, too. The licking? Yeah. Wow. I liked it. It was short, sweet, and to the point. And also, mm-hmm. he's obviously a stabber, but is he also some kind of pervert? Why was he licking her hand? Good is that point. a fetish? Mm-hmm. Nice read. Mm. Way to dive into it a little bit there. Yeah. You're getting behind the, in the mind of the liquor. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Wanted to be a dog. Oh. <laughs> he wanted to be a dog. Yeah. That's his only thing. It's Gacy, everyone, they had their own things. For him, he just wanted to be a dog. For me, it was the uh, Drock Von Stoller Castle, or Castle Drock Von Stoller. Yeah, it was good. Uh, involved wizards. Yeah. did a great wizard voice. <laughs> Sounded like a, <laughs> like a tennis instructor. It was fantastic. <laughs> and, uh... But even the wizard couldn't keep back the vampire. Once he got out of that mirror, he was uh, he got all those virgins he wanted to go. Yep. So good for him. Uh, sweat levels, Brian. Oh, ten. Out of all three, ten. Yeah, ten. Kim. Ten. ten. Emily. Ten. And for me, a ten as well. Yes, mm. it's a warm ten. night. Mm-hmm. It's a warm night. It's, it's fucking hot in here. Warm, humid night. And for people that uh, they don't understand what happens um, when we edit this, is there is a lot of, let's take a break. We turn on the air conditioning for a good five minutes, just go, oh. Because <laughs> we are so <laughs> sticky right now. <clears throat> so, Kim. Oh. We have listeners. We got a good, you know, for a new podcast, a good amount of listeners. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. They don't want their time wasted. They want good, concise podcasts. They want podcasts that have meat and meaning behind them. And then you are going to do what right now? I'm going to give them a literary quote of the week. And how does that benefit them throughout the week? Uh, inspiration. Okay. All right. Well, let's give it a try this time. Let's see what the numbers say. And then uh, we'll decide what we do next week. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Reading is by far the most successful pursuit of happiness. Oh. Wait, no. Hold on. From who? Anonymous. God damn it. I hate it when you do an anonymous. All right. (laughs) Fine. That was good. (laughs) Fit take. Very powerful, very powerful quote. Thank you. All right, well, let's wrap this show up. I'm about to do my little uh, thing. Guys, clap for me. All right. Vivacious virgin vampires. Vivacious virgin vampires. Okay. You can reach us by visiting our website at www.pleaseletmereadtoyou.com where you can read about our upcoming shows or contact us through the form to have us read your book or tell us what you think. (laughs) 
You can also email us at please let me read to you at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our show on Pocket Cast, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes, where you can rate or leave a comment. And you can and you can find us on the web at Facebook at facebook.com slash I need to read to you. Twitter at twitter.com slash at let me read to you. Tumblr at tumblr.com. Fuck. Tumblr at please let me read tumblr.com. And if you're John Jackula, fuck you, John Jackula! You can listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash I'm reading to you now. I had a dream where I had you in a little cage. Like a tiny bird. Tweet, tweet. (laughs) Thanks for reading. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Man, did you miss? It's exactly the whole the whole theme of the conversation. Oh my god. Yeah, my ringtone is actually. Oh, Why is your ringtone no. music? Oh no! I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's uh, music. Yeah, I was. I thought it'd be fun. I decided oh, to buy a read. I bought a bunch of Velvet Underground on iTunes, and it says, uh, "Do you want to make it your ringtone?" You bought like three hundred dollars worth of music. I'm like, okay. All right, ready? Wait. No. What did you do to treat her? There you go. Wow, <laughs> nice. Ah, environments. Oh no. There's a lot of vermin out here. I can't. I've been popping them off with my baby gun. <laughs> one at a time. One vermin at a time. <laughs> Shit. Why are you so much better at it? Just because that's like, I, I have two voices. Oh, that's one of them. But I love it. I also have the completely emotionally disconnected voice, yep. which is yep. the cops. Did you just fart? Oh, you I did. went out there, but it's still yeah, stuck you, in my you pants. You gotta pat the pants. You gotta I pat did. The pants. I, aired, I did this. But you gotta thing. hang for a while. You know, we're smelling is actual feces particles going into I our know, nose. I know, okay? I learned that, yeah.